0: If I could have a guy that had the nose of a fox and could just smell the poop coming out of Havana.
1: Hello, welcome to episode 33 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege. What we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. Why are you so loud?
0: I don't, I'm you just like shouted. No, I'm. This is normal. <laughs> okay, this is. I was excited to start the podcast. Is that an acceptable behavior? Good, no, that's good. I'm glad that you're excited and uh, tuned in.
1: Okay, so it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today, just because there's not much happening in the Siege world. That tends to happen after a patch, but we will talk about our impressions on uh, the latest mid-season reinforcements and uh, some random topics that we have in the shoot. Shall we get into these re- these uh, reinforcements? Yeah. So lion, how are you feeling about the lion change?
0: So at first, I I bought him today and played with him a little bit. At did first, you not have him? No. Whoa! Well, I just had no reason to who, buy him. Who? How many do you not have still? Just two. Just uh, Vigil and Dukkabie. You are not Three. missing anything. Vigil, Dukkabie, and Finca.
1: Yeah, and the, like those are like. For some reason, there's this like period where I just like did not care about any of the new operators, and that's part of that period.
0: Yeah. Um so anyway before I had Lion I kind of liked it cuz I felt like we were actually getting information from the pings whereas before it was like you'd ping it and it would make them stand still so like that helped you yeah but it didn't really you didn't find out where they were because people were so scared of it. It stands still. Whereas now I feel like people aren't so scared of it because it's just pings right. that they're willing to move through it. And so it actually tells you where people's location is.
1: Yeah. That, and also the reduced uh, warning time it's mm-hmm. cut in half. So it used to be three, now it's one and a half seconds. And like, I've noticed several times and it might just be that I need to get used to it, but I've noticed like a lion has scanned me and then I've like accidentally revealed my position because I just didn't stop in time. Yeah. It might just be the kind of thing that you have to get used to it and then it won't happen as much. But I think that, it just happens so fast that you don't necessarily have time to like get to a safe spot and stop moving like yeah. you
0: used to. Yeah. And then, uh, that's, that's true because there's, I mean, also like, well, you just said you don't have time to get to a spot like you're used to. So you have people like stopping in the middle of a hallway. Right. And people just don't want to do that. So they'll just move through it anyway, just to get the cover. Right. Um, but then when I bought lion, I was only playing him in casual cause I was just solo queuing, but it seemed like it was almost useless. Like, there was no... I was trying to use that at important times and it just wasn't pinging anybody because people were smart enough to not move at the important times. It was like, okay, I I got the pings and I know there's three people in objective, but it still doesn't help me because I don't know where the other two are and they could be anywhere else. Yeah. It's so like it works if everybody on the screen moves or like if you think there might be someone in that room and they move in that room, then you're like, okay, confirm there is someone in that room. Mm-hmm. But if they don't move, you're. it's kind of like this false sense of security, like well it didn't ping in that room but at the same time it's like yeah that doesn't mean anything in there yeah Yeah.
1: um i think i think what this allows for is to use it much more tactically than you used Mm -hmm. to be able to and just like because it happens so fast you can sort of like it's easier to time a charge with your team to make it happen you know and to like just hit it as you're running in and be able to get that advantage during a push right so i think that that's cool um yeah i think that's basically online
0: yeah he i i don't know where he's gonna go from here it's i mean we have to wait till the next round of uh what's that called the designer the, notes yeah our next round of designer notes to where we actually can see his location on the charts but i mean i don't know i i was expecting more i was expecting it to be more exciting and it's just eh. It's yeah, okay.
1: I, honestly, I don't think he'll move very much. I think he's no. he's in a pretty good spot right now. Like he's he's a little bit underpicked, but yeah. Uh, but his win rate is just slightly negative, so like I'm, I think he's fine, and he'll yeah. he'll move a little bit either one way or the other. But I don't, I don't think that we'll see anything huge. Yeah. Capitao, oh Capitao, I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I only played him a couple of rounds, mm-hmm. um, and Capitao is one of the guys that I play quite quite often. Yep. Um, but honestly, like when I did play him, it actually hurt me because like, I kind of forgot that the smoke or the fire stuff was going to fall. And so like, I shot it at somebody like up a staircase and it kind of like fell back onto me and I had to like retreat. And I was like, Oh, well, that doesn't work the way that I (laughs) used to use it, you know? So it's like, now I have to think about it entirely differently than I used to. So, um, I think I will like it as I get to, to use it more, but I I need to play him a lot more.
0: Mm -hmm. I think, uh, he, in playing against him I haven't played him yet with the thing which I'm not sure why I haven't but in playing against him I've definitely noticed like as Clash it wrecks me because it grows fast enough where it actually does, it will catch me yeah. mm-hmm. and I don't know like exactly how big it's going to be and that's just going to come with time but like at this point in time I don't know like exactly where it's going to end Right, like, going and so I'll just like get stuck in a corner and it's like oh crap yeah, I had the exact same thing
1: with Clash where I was in uh I was in a room and there's Capitan the next room he shot it in at me and I sort of committed to like getting closer to him mm-hmm. and getting into a corner and I was fine until it started expanding and then all of a sudden it was hitting me in the corner and I had to move, which forced me to like walk into his room. Yeah. Which also had, I think, two other people in there. So I was pretty much screwed. So like that was really cool to like it forced me to move because I made the wrong choice when he shot it. It forced me into a really bad situation. So that's cool. And if you can make that, if you can, as a Capitao, if you can replicate that consistently, Mm -hmm. then that could be huge.
0: Yeah. Uh, Have you noticed the drop-off at all with the I was, no i never shoot
1: them that far yeah i mean I, what is
0: 10 meters 10 meters I mean, that's pretty far yeah it's a good distance i I was watching some videos and it doesn't look like the drop off like he was shooting across the map and it was like barely dropping mm. so it doesn't look like it's that much of a drop off. basically
1: just so you can't do like the shoot one little hole and then shoot the arrow through that hole across the screen right that's kind of the idea
0: yeah yeah i don't think that works anymore right i it, i'm not sure if it works if you shoot straight up like I, we saw I, I, yeah, in some I would,
1: I would think it would still work if you were close enough. I think yeah. the idea is that you can't just like take your ACOG, make a pinpoint hole, and then shoot an arrow right through it. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, but well, I you haven't can noticed. if it. you're smart enough,
0: you just it, do the math. Yeah, just, just aim a little lower with the ACOG and then aim a little higher with the arrow. Do the math. Right through the hole. I, I'd be really impressed if somebody could get that just right. Oh, it would be nuts. Um, but it, I mean, I think there are definitely opportunities with the like crossbow that just, we just haven't seen yet. Like, I think there's angles that you can get with that thing now that right. we haven't seen. Right. Yeah. Out.
1: One thing I was trying to do, it just didn't work because nobody was in the right spot, but on uh cafe, they were defending that top floor objective and I was trying to like get into the like dining area below them and, and shoot one up into the ceiling to fall down onto like one of the little high cubby holes uh-huh. that they have up there. But just nobody was close enough on that yeah. side. They were all like back in the freezer area, so I couldn't do it. But I think like for stuff like that, it could be really, really good.
0: I wonder if you um you know the hatch that's in the freezer that goes down into the library? Yes. I wonder if that hatch is blown, you can probably get an angle where you can shoot it like back into the freezer where Echo or Maestro mm. are.
1: That well, I mean, you could do that with frags, I guess too. That wouldn't be, but oh, like, yeah, like yeah, if there's a Ea Yeager to stop the frags, right? Yeah, you go there with like a buck or an ash who can open the hatch for you. Yeah, and then you just—we should try
0: that next we time should. we hit cafe. Let's do that. I've been playing a lot of this. Isn't anything related to these patch notes? But I've been playing a lot of buck recently, just to get like the under the floor hit mm-hmm. and the frag grenade, which you did. You did that on border. The one yeah. I was explaining, and it totally and it worked. worked. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Um, but I've been trying to do that recently, and it does work. You just can't like. It, it's not something that you're like, oh, I'm going to do this this year. And it's like, if the opportunity arises, then yes, go and do it, but don't try to do it just because, right? right? It, like it,
1: it, re- it requires a really, really good understanding of the maps to be able uh-huh. to use it effectively. Like if, if there's like one or two maps, you know, really well, especially how top to bottom connects. Yeah. Then like, I would suggest doing it there, but like people like Macy J, for example, he plays a lot of buck and it's because he's got like, 2,000 hours in the game, right? Yep. So, like, of course he knows where everything connects and that, that's when it really comes into its own. So, mm. that's what she said. <laughs> that was really a really good
0: joke. Um, anything else about Capita? I think that's... I think it pretty much covers it. I'm going to yeah. try to
1: play him some more this week and maybe I'll have some more thoughts. <sighs> Understand um, more. As long as we're on the subject of the Boat, though, uh, I've played a little more Kavera this past mm-hmm. week. And I haven't really played her since she was updated. And I think her updates are really good for her. Yeah. Um, like I just felt like I started using her shotgun now instead of the SMG cause the SMG is garbage, but I used to use it just so I could have something at range if they were far. But now like, I just feel like, no, the pistol can handle it at range now, mm-hmm. you know? And so now like if I, I use my shotgun, which gives me a lot more opportunities to open holes and, uh, make rotations and you know, with, like whatever else. But, um, I don't know. I, like I, I really like her changes as playing her. I still hate playing against her in general. Like it's just garbage. Yes. But I think she's a lot stronger than she was before.
0: Yeah, her. I think the biggest part of it, too, is playing against her. Like, I'm not as scared of her now as I used to be. Like, I still hate her 100%. And mm-hmm. when Pick and Ban comes to ranked, she's getting banned 100% of the time, <laughs> as long as uh, we're playing with a squad. Um, but, like, playing against her, I'm not like, oh, that one shot's going to kill me. It's more like, a, I feel like it's a fair fight when I'm close up. Yeah. So she did have a good change a long time ago. That okay, was really uh
1: long. nomad. So she got the idle sound cue on her air jabs and no more claymores. Um
0: did you did you notice anything with that at all? I so I didn't know what the sound sounded like, and I was hearing this noise, and I was like, "What is that noise?" I thought it was like a radio or something next to me, and I am like looking around like, "What is that?" And I finally realized like Oh, that's probably Nomad's air jab, because she's on the other team, and I yeah. don't recognize that, so I'm sure that's what it is, and it was. So what, is it like sort of a static sound? It's, like, I no, it's it. like a like a weird beeping. I can't remember what it is now, but it's like a, I don't even want to try to replicate it. It's, right. It's a beeping. like So,
1: similar to like a nitro, but like a lower
0: frequency yeah, lower, or higher frequency? Yeah, it's okay. kind of like a longer beep. It's like
1: a, something okay. like that. Okay. That
0: could be way off, but. That's the best I can remember it. I heard it like two times, and I was like, what is that? And I finally figured so it out. So once
1: you knew what it was, did you feel like it made a difference at all?
0: Yeah, I think if I was sprinting towards something, I don't think I'd recognize it fast enough or hear it fast enough to stop.
1: Which is probably good.
0: Yeah, but I think if you're trying to be careful and be smart, you will hear it and know, okay, we'll be careful right here. Because there's probably no med somewhere in your job. Yeah. So if you're trying to play it safe, you can be safe now.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. I honestly have never really had too many complaints about nomad maybe just because i don't see her very often yeah i really don't but uh like it's it's never bothered me i just feel like oh dang like i probably shouldn't run into that but yeah. it'll be nice to know now that like i could have heard it if i was paying attention
0: yeah um, another one of those things where it's not like well, what was i supposed to do about that right can i can i speak of something that what was i supposed to do about that real fast sure okay so this week yesterday i my car like clicker their remote broke oh <laughs> okay here we go <laughs> their remote broke on my car like clicker like the plastic piece that connects it to a queuing so i didn't have it anymore i had it with me but i was like well i can't really keep this on my key, so it's annoying so i left it in my car and i locked the car manually and went to my sister's house and i had my key with me so i go inside my sister's house and i was like oh i forgot my backpack so i go back out and i like go to unlock the car with my key the stupid key that starts the car won't unlock any of the doors so i locked (laughs) myself out of my car and it shouldn't have because i like purposefully was like okay have my key because i've locked myself out of my car multiple times i was like okay have my key and i like held it in my hand while i closed the door and i was like no way i'm locked out of it how could I have known that I was going to go back to my car and my key that starts the car doesn't open any of the doors. <laughs> it's like, are you like this? Is, oh, I was so frustrated. it were just reminding me of siege. Cause I was like, it didn't really at the time. But now that I start talking about this, it does. It's like, what was I supposed to do to stop that from happening? Like in all honesty, how was I supposed to know? Yeah. Random sidetrack story, but
1: very random. So wait, when you bought the car, they didn't give you two no, different keys. They just gave me
0: one key. They gave me the one key. Huh? It's, it's like funny because like my,
1: two. my old car had two keys. One was for the doors and one was for the ignition. Uh-huh. And that's how cars I think used to be yeah. pre like right. early 2000s or something. Yeah. But that's funny
0: that you didn't get a second key. No, I just got the one. So it's like if I had gotten two keys and I'd be like, okay, well maybe I should not have known, but I just had the one key and I just never funny anyway. <laughs> Random. Yeah. I just thought about that when it was like, how are you supposed to know that I was supposed to do that? Okay. All right. Ying. Oh, you got to be Ying first.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I honestly don't ever play Ying, so... I've, the only thing I've noticed is people screwing themselves up as yes. Ying because they're not used to the change. Right. And so they're like throwing it at someone, like looking at them and it's like taking five seconds to go off and they're like, what's going on? Yeah. And so yeah, read the patch yeah, we, notes. we
1: definitely saw a teammate who just like owned himself because he threw a Ying in there, went in and nothing happened. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And he was like typing in chat. He's like, why didn't my Ying my, my Candela go off? We're like, oh dude... You got to listen on my man. Uh, It was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, It's
0: good. This is a good change. This makes more sense. Because, too, like, if you're in a room with someone, you shouldn't be able to throw a Ying at them and have it go off immediately. There should be some sort of, like, waiting in general before just throwing this instant. I mean, Blitz can do it, so why not Ying? Yeah, but he can only do it every seven seconds now. Which, interesting fact, if he's dead, like, say he flashes you and you kill him, like, pretty much right away. Even after seven seconds passes, you can still hear his shield, like, recharge. Oh, really? Yeah, because he, I, today, someone killed him, and then, like, five seconds later, you heard, like, the, and it was, like, wait, is this shield going off again? I was, like, no, it was resetting after the seven seconds. That's funny. It's, like, that's funny. That's, I've, I didn't expect that to happen.
1: It's actually, like, you, you almost think, like, no, oh, that's a bug, but then, actually, like, well, no, his shield's still there. It should, Yeah, it makes actually. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right, let's just finish out Blitz, as long as we're on the subject. Um yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven seconds. Um, so, I, mean, I I tried to play him once, and I got super screwed by just like
0: oh, your shield was sideways. Yeah, huh? like
1: I dropped down a hatch to chase somebody, and like I knew, like I was being reckless, right? And I knew that yeah. I was being reckless, and I was like, I might die, and that's fine. Yeah, and like I was just chasing this guy down, and then I dropped down a hatch, and he had run out the next door. So I like I I ran out the door, shield up, ready to flash, and he comes, and I hit my flash, and then I just die, and I was like. Well, that's stupid. I got shot through my shield. And so then I watched the kill cam and actually Blitz was holding his shield like at an angle, like a diagonal angle to himself, like just like crossing his body, like, and not like front facing, but like side facing. So like, I'm like trying to block bullets with the freaking edge of the shield, like <laughs> like a freaking lightsaber. Was that just a kill cam bug? Or do you think that was I don't actually know, but, like, that's because... what it looked like on the kill cam. And I like... I shouldn't have been shot that easily because I was yeah. sprinting at him and ready to flash. Like, it was stupid.
0: Because I have seen that as, like, clash when I've died that my shield, like, in the kill cam, it looks like my shield is sideways. But uh-huh. I don't think it actually is. I think it was just the kill cam.
1: Yeah. But either way, but like, either I was, way, I was facing him direct on, right? Yeah. Like, and it must have been a headshot because I had no damage and I died instantly. So, like, I don't know. I recorded it, so I'll have to go back and, like, see or whatever. But anyway, that was the one time I tried to play him and I died immediately and then was so frustrated that I didn't play him the rest of the night. So
0: yeah, that's my problem with blitz. I just hate dying through my shield. It's just so inconsistent that it's like untenable. Like I just cannot. Uh, oh, so annoying. Um, I do think the flash time is good though. Cause it's nice. Like if he doesn't kill you right away, then you have a chance against him instead of just like flash, uh, flash. It's like you have no chance to even see again once you're blinded the one time. Right. Whereas, like, now it's like if you can get away after that first flash, you have another four seconds before he can flash you again.
1: Yeah. I, I do still think the seven seconds is, is quite a long time. Um, but I would like to actually be able to play him and try it out to really know. Um, echo iq can now detect echo when he's using his pda do you notice uh, anything i don't know you're playing iq against weren't you purposely trying to do it yeah against i was IQ? trying
0: to do that and it was just hard to know as iq like which was his pda you can tell because it just kind of like moves just a little bit so you can see like one gadget's like kind of moving around mm. so you know what it is <clears throat> but it's hard to see it and like all these other gadgets you have to like look really close to the screen like okay that's a ads like this is that this is that and then, like, you finally find him, then you have to, like, get below him, and then, like, he has to still be on it that whole time. Right. It's, like, it's hard to get that, like, stupid, like, always on his PD, I'm going to shoot you through the wall kill. Right. But if you can do it, it's cool.
1: Yeah, I think this is not something that you, like, adjust your whole game around, yeah. right? This is just something that's, like, hey, if you play IQ, here's a little bonus for you. Yeah. And if you play Echo, you got to be a little more careful. Yeah. Although, like, I play a lot of Maestro, and I don't think ever once have I had an IQ, like... Get me because she found me on my phone,
0: and I don't. I don't think most IQ players are looking for that. Honestly, I think every once in obviously the vigils and the pulses you'll see because they're moving around a lot, mm-hmm. and that's easy to notice. Can you, but like, can you see vigil when he's cloaked? Mm-hmm, you can. Whoa. Yeah. So you can see both of them, and it's easy to see them because they're like visually moving across your screen, right? Whereas like Maestro or Echo's phone up is like, I mean, it's barely moving just a little bit. You have to really pay attention. Yeah. Um, I will say though, playing like the IQ I have recently has really helped against legion. Like I've killed a lot of legion mines just yeah. thrown out and it's helped a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I feel the same way with Thatcher. Just like when I know there's a legion out legion out, and I'm like pushing a, a choke point, I just toss an EMP in there and like very frequently I'll get like two or three goos out of yep. it. And just like, good. Like that saved me like 30 damage <laughs> nice. trying to get down that staircase. Um, I would be interested though. Like if you're a, an IQ main, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this echo change, and then also some more generally, like how often you actually notice people on cameras and stuff, and and you're able to use that in, in any significant way. Yeah. So if if that's you, send that in the podcast feedback channel in the Discord. I'd really be interested to hear about that. Uh, Kaid, we'll save Maestro for last. Kaid, um, the Auge three damage was increased. Uh, I actually I played a little bit of Kaid. I don't know that I ever got into much combat with him where I saw the difference.
0: Yeah, I really wouldn't even notice because I never used the Auga 3 in the first place. Mm. I just, I never, I, I barely played Kaeyi, just because right. I didn't care about him. Right. so uh, Yeah,
1: it's, I just feel like he's such an inferior version of Bandit that it's just silly. Yeah. Like, unless there's a, a, an objective where you're super concerned about the hatches, you know? Like, other than that, I just don't see a reason... I should actually try using him on a chalet kitchen because that stupid kitchen hatch is always a problem. Oh, yeah, true. That'd be a good spot, I think. Yeah, that would be. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Maestro. So actually, I haven't played him that often since this happened. Like I've been trying to, but a lot of people have been picking him. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just haven't had as much time. But I don't think we talked about this last time because I don't think we knew about the trick. Nope. Okay, so somebody posted this on the Reddit that like you can when you place your evil eye, you can point it straight up at the ceiling, and then a Twitch drone cannot destroy it. Like she shoots it once to stun it, it opens the window, but the the angle is such that whether it's on the ground or on the wall or whatever, if you point it looking straight up, her she can't get the angle on the actual uh, gadget inside the bulletproof
0: visor. Mm-hmm. We we tried this on house. We tried it in a couple different places to try to make it work where Twitch yeah, we, could test it. it. Yeah. there is no way it not happening right
1: yeah it cannot be done as far as we can tell there may be like some very specific spots where you might be able to get the right angle but for the most part like twitch cannot yeah especially
0: because her drone can't jump anyway so right it's hard to get above it the only way to get above it is if you're up like on a balcony or upstairs or something and it's down the stairs right and even then it's just it's very tricky yeah because you can only look so far down with the twitch drone
1: yeah um So obviously if you're maestro and you're pointing your evil eye straight up in the air, then they become useless for your team because now they can't turn them and see anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a good way, at least during the prep phase to just hop on real quick, throw it up, looking at the ceiling so you don't lose it stupidly. Uh, or if you, if you see her coming, you know, if you see a shock drone coming at you, you could do that. I wonder like once you get stunned, you can't turn it probably. Right. Yeah. So you'd, but it'd be cool to kind of bait it, you know, wait for it to get just close enough and then shoot it up. So you'd waste one <laughs> charge.
0: Yeah. Um, probably waste two. Cause she'd probably try to shoot it again. Yeah,
1: she might, at least for the first little while until people figure it out. Um, but I mean, that's good. At least that's something. Mm-hmm. One thing that drove me nuts about it was like, okay, now that's one extra thing that I have to do during the prep phase. Right. Like I've always yeah. complained about Maestro's prep phase is just like insanely like crowded of stuff you have to do. So, it's just one more thing now when I put down my evil eyes, I have to hop on for a second and shoot up the ceiling, and it only takes what two and a half seconds, probably, but it's it's enough to five more seconds off my prep phase that already is too short, right So
0: I have found that the prep phase if I and this takes focus, but if I'm focusing like before the prep phase actually starts, right. I start mapping out in my mind exactly what I'm going to do. I almost always have time. Right. Like, if I, I, have I have it well like, planned. 10 more seconds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If, if you know what you're like, if you're running around trying to figure out what to do, especially with somebody like maestro or like echo or whatever, then it, it really feels short. If I know exactly what I'm doing, most times it's okay. But there's some times where like I, the places I put my evil eyes are so far apart or whatever that it just, it just takes so long to get it all done. Especially if I have to pick up armor and yeah. put down reinforcements and barbed wire like it's just it's a lot to do team kill you know yeah of course um the other thing is not getting distracted by drones like as maestro i've learned no, just like yeah. if it's not in my path just let it go
0: yeah um i've been trying to play twitch recently too to purposefully kill the maestro cam uh-huh. i have not been able to interesting it's just hard to get it in there without getting the twitch drone killed and then Finding playing against Maestro in the first place is right. five and whatever like twenty chance. Yeah, so it's hard just to play against him.
1: Yeah, his his pick rate is like twenty percent. Yeah, so, so one in one in five matches you yeah. actually be or rounds you actually be against him. Um, I, I think that's true of most of these changes for these guys. Like none of these are like huge reworks. I, I guess Lion and Capita are pretty big, but other than that, like there's such. Small tweaks. It's like you really won't notice this unless like you're a Mike main or whatever, or like you're playing against that IQ main or whatever, you know, like I think for the most part, people, you just won't notice these things. Yeah. Um, but I am interested to pick up some of these operators a little more, um, in depth for the next week or so and try to figure them out.
0: Um... So I've been talking a lot on the pod. Is that all we have to talk about from the patch? I think that's it for these guys. I'm excited for the next actual patch, though. Not like the, the operators. Sure, cool. The I'm excited season? for the map rebirth. Oh yes, rebirth, Re- rebirth, rework. There's a buff? yeah, rework was what I was. I think I was I think trying to go for rework and with. rebuff, and I got rebirth. Yeah,
1: what what did they call it though?
0: They probably called it a rebirth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably. Uh,
0: I think reworks. Yeah, they so, call them map buffs. So they will call them map reworks. Anyway, I'm excited for the next one, which is Café. Yeah,
1: Café. I'm so excited. It's it looks so good, good yeah. from what we saw. I hope, hope they give us more teasers.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. I hope it is actually good. I hope it's not like you play it and you're like, oh, this is worse, like Hereford. Which I don't think it will because Hereford, they... And I still will not ever understand why. They just redid the whole entire thing. Right. And they said that they learned from that. They said they learned, let's keep the parts that work and change the parts that don't right. work. It's so, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, Hereford
1: good. Basement was super fun. Like, that yeah. was way fun as it was. There was not really reason to just completely
0: the the one problem was just screwed up one way to go up and down Mm -hmm. that was the one problem yeah that needed to be fixed but anyway um i was going to say after that oh so i've been i've talked about about the on the podcast about playing valkyrie and like using a valkyrie cam and a c4 underneath the floor to like see where they are i don't know
1: if you've ever said this on the podcast i have i
0: talked about it during valkyrie spotlight and then i talked about it like Mm -hmm. another time yeah yeah we should try this um anyway the goal to put a valkyrie cam somewhere put a c4 underneath the floor know where it is and then when they walk over that spot leave your black eye and hit the c4 and kill them. right so i tried it today just like as a joke a couple of times and like pretty much every time i tried it i got a kill. i did it in high traffic areas and i got a kill like multiple times that it, it's so satisfying That's awesome and it would work even better if the best way to do it honestly is probably if there's like a maestro playing because they're already going to be on their evil eyes so you can just place it on the floor and tell my hey tell me when they walk over that spot yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I'll, and that's going to require teamwork right or if you're playing clash you can tell someone hey can you put a c4 in this spot and i'll lure them there and then you can blow it up yeah yeah that would work really well too but it works so well just like watching this camera until they finally walk in the door and then blow them up <laughs> it's yeah. like what are they supposed to do about that yeah like, these, these are things the
1: floor. like this is where i feel like the case for a smaller map pool is like really good because it's like mm like if you limit it to like let's say five maps okay like that's a small enough selection that you can start to think at that higher level right Uh it's like most of us are not putting 40 hours a week into this game and so we just can't reach that higher level (laughs) it's (laughs) funny that you even suggest i have anywhere
0: close
1: what are you you doing with your time (laughs) but like it's just that's incredible none of us are going to get to that level right and like and you might have one or two maps that you like you feel really good about and you can start doing that stuff or like are you you like take take time to set it up in a certain spot but like and there's there's so many times where i think about things it's like oh we should like try this strategy in this spot i think that would really work like here's a cool like trick we could do but mm-hmm. by the time we get back to playing that again it's been like a week so it's yeah. like, i'm never going to remember that i had that idea yeah. And so, like, I just feel like that's a, such a good case for, like, let's shrink the map pool a little bit, like, just limit the variables. Even if it's, like, every season they rotate. Like, okay, this season it's going to be these five maps and ranked, and they're totally different, right?
0: Yeah, that and then the repeating attack and repeating defense. Yeah, that too. That's huge. That's a huge one where you're like, oh, we should try that next time. And then by the time you're attacking again, you've forgotten. You're like, oh, freak, we were going to do this. Right. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um um, fun fact: If you were to play fifty-two or forty hours of this game over the three years that it's been out, you would have played sixty-two hundred hours of Siege. Did you just do that math? I did. <laughs> I used a calculator. Thank, thank you for that
1: fun fact. Yeah, you're welcome. That's a lot of freaking Siege. Like I wish. Siege. Uh, yeah, there was something else that was similar to that. Um, similar to what? To the like the nitro trick that happened when last time we were playing. I can't really remember now. Me neither. But, oh, no, no, no. I was thinking, like, it would be cool if there was somebody who had, like, some sort of, like, explosive trap mm. or something that mm. was activated by damage. Yeah. So, like, if, if, like, you threw a, I don't know, it's some little explosive gadget and you have to shoot it or, like, some, like, activate it with a bullet or something. Like, they, they don't have, like, a remote trigger or something. Mm-hmm. So then you could, like, set up with, like, evil eyes or, like, um, I guess, does anybody else have... So basically it'd be like a, a
0: can canister of like some explosive material or something.
1: Yes. Cool. Yeah, and and so then then, then you could have them have like four or five of these things mm. because it's not like, you know
0: um And you know what? You know what would be really cool is if they change I mean I don't want them to do this, but what if smoke's canisters were instead they were activated by being shot at so we could place multiple at different locations? Whereas, like, right now, he can only place one, then he has to detonate that one, and then he can place another one, he has to detonate that one. It's not like mm-hmm. he can place three. Right, right. It'd be cool if he could place all three of them and then detonate them by shooting them.
1: Yeah, I, I still liked your idea, actually, of Smoke having a... just being able to detonate each one
0: individually. Yeah, it'd be cool, um, too.
1: I think for Smoke, in particular, that, that would be really cool. But Yeah,
0: but I do like that idea of being able to shoot at it and make it explode. Right, and it
1: could be lethal, but it's just something that's, like, you would be able to have... A lot of them because it requires like that you're there to shoot it, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I think that would be
0: I cool. can oh I can already see like the you've got someone underneath it at the super like awkward angle where they can just barely see like a pixel of it and right. you have a clash like leading right. them into it and like,
1: okay, shoot. <laughs> right. Or if Clash could activate it with her with, with her electricity shield. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and like and like evil eyes especially that'd be huge. Yeah. Like that would work so well.
0: That'd be really cool. That's a good op.
1: Yeah. That's a cool operator. Um, attack or defense. Defense oh, definitely defense
0: um
1: another one uh as long as we're on operator ideas, I have this other idea.
0: I think okay a... here's a question uh-huh. do you who gets the kill for? it? Is it the person that put it down or the person that shoots it?
1: um, I think it's the gadget holder with an assist to the other person
0: okay, now what happens if the other team shoots it while someone on defense like the, it's, like the using the kill. it's not a,
1: it's not a team kill okay
0: so wait so then the other person will get the kill
1: oh wait you're saying you're saying if they kill a defender with it
0: yeah like a defender's running by an attacker sees it and shoots it while a defender runs by I think I think the attacker would get the kill so it wouldn't be a team kill yeah so that's the only thing because like Tachanka or not Tachanka uh, Kapkan sometimes gets team kills right because like his teammates are running through at close. the same time yeah. anyway yeah
1: um something to think about for an operator that doesn't exist yeah yeah <laughs> So this other operator idea I had, I think this would probably be an attacker. Um, but what if somebody had like a focus ability where oh, yeah. like I remember this noteworthy sounds like stand out more. So sort of like like Assassin's Creed, you have like eagle vision, right, and it, like mm-hmm. all the like important targets stand out, they're highlighted or whatever. So it would be sort of the same thing except for sound, not for vision.
0: So like Red Dead Redemption has a similar thing, right, where like it slows him down, he can like aim yeah, better has, for like, a, a second bullet
1: time. Um, there there I feel like there's another game like dishonored sort of has something like this too. Um, but like I'm envisioning like you sort of like muffle all the other sounds. So any like ambient noise, like radios and stuff would sort of like come down a lot. And like maybe even, um, weapons fire would come down a lot and like footsteps would just be like really amplified. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe even you could have a visual indicator of like which direction the footsteps are coming from or something just to like make it a little bit better. But I think that'd be super cool because sound is so important in this game as right. it is. Like, it'd be cool to have somebody, like, really focus on... And this, we talked about this before when we talked about our operator ideas, which if you haven't listened to that episode, it's, like, episode five or six or something. And I think we had some good ideas there, and it was a fun episode, so you should go back. Mm-hmm. But, like, we were talking about there's this huge element in the game, which is, like, the sound, and no operators do anything with that except for Kavera, a little bit. Right? Yeah,
0: I mean, Lion kind of does with just, like, when that's going off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's sort of like, but it's a side thing. Yeah, I don't think that was the reasoning behind it. I think it was just right.
1: Right. And I just think like for most other things in this game that are huge, like for breaching, for example, we have reinforcements that everybody has, and then we have thermite and abana and and maverick to counter Mm -hmm. that. Right. Uh, for like all these gadgets that we place down, we've got Thatcher and Twitch that just totally ruin that. And but for sound, we really have very little. Um, of anybody who's like messing with that. So I think it'd be another cool way to. To play with the sound a little and, bit,
0: like why I will never understand why we haven't done anything with smell to this point. <laughs> like seriously, if I could have a guy that had the nose of a fox and could just smell the poop coming out of Habana, I mean that would be helpful. Does Habana have poop coming out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of someone else that's like a baby. I couldn't think of a joke fast enough, so we we got that. But anyway, have you ever thought of how cool it would be if you could smell movies and stuff?
1: Uh, yeah, that was a thing they were working on for a while. Yeah. They decided
0: it was probably a bad idea.
1: Yeah, it would be a bad idea. Um, (laughs) so anyway, random operator ideas. Okay. Uh, let's get into a couple of Reddit posts, 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 posts. Um, and also, uh, the rainbow 16 posted like a field of view and input sensitivity blog post, which is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, so, Let's get into that. Um, Let's start with this blog post. So basically, it's a very, very technical guide to how field of view and input sensitivity works in Siege. And so they go through and they've got all these calculations and the modifiers and percentages and, like, how it all works. And, like, I haven't read through it all, but, like, there's a lot of very technical information here.
0: Yeah. This is a very... For someone kind of like Macy J or the pro players that really are into this, for someone like us that just play, I mean, I play probably three times a week. I play Siege at night. It's just, it's too much for me. I look at it and I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to care. I just, no. I'm going to act like I never saw that. Yeah. It feels good. And I'm not going to (laughs) mess with it. But I'm glad the information's there. I, I think information like that should be all over their website where you can look at anything and see everything.
1: Yeah. And if you're that kind of player that like likes to get really into the technical details and like try to optimize stuff, like this post is for you.
0: One hundred percent. I I do want. I, I like this direction that they've kind of taken, where they've showed like this. This is what the attachments do, and then I guess that was actually the video from Rogue Nine, but. Anyway, were they like... Oh, no, they did They did bring out a post on what the attachments do. Robert yeah, made a nice uh, mm-hmm. graph for it. Anyway, they had that, and they brought this out. We're like, this is the FOV, and this is what happens when you aim down sights with these different graphs. There are different uh, sights, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it'd be cool, too, to have stuff like, this is a nitro cell. This is the range of lethal damage, and the range of regular damage and the multipliers. And then this is a frag, and the same thing, impact grenades. You know, like, have something where you can click on each gadget and see, like, the range it has, the statistics of every single gadget there is. So it'd be cool to see stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I'm actually, now that you bring that up, I'm really excited to see what some of the content creators do with this information. Because I'd be really mm-hmm. interested to look at, like, a eight-minute YouTube video breakdown that sort of simplifies it and waters it down for me right yes (laughs) where i don't have to sit there and read through the whole thing and try to because my problem is like if i'm i think i'm with you where if i read through this thing i'm gonna be like oh man like this is why i was i'm not good like this is why i'm losing i need to fix all these numbers and like yeah (laughs) and i'll like get way too like obsessed about it and feel like it's all wrong and then find out that like oh i actually had this setting on the whole time that negated everything that i even changed so like (laughs) there was no difference yeah it's
0: like the uh um, attachments, like having tons and tons of attachments. You just want to know like, what's the best one? Like, what do I put on? What's better? And it's hard to,
1: I don't want that complication. So I, yeah, I'd I'd be interested to see if somebody can sort of boil this down into like, Hey, here's the couple of settings that are important and that you should mess with and like, don't mess with anything else. (laughs) Um, okay. Also, uh, I just sent you this other link. Mm -hmm. The, there's new bundles coming out for Maverick and Kevera. And then this Kavara bundle is sweet. So it's the scout bundle. So it's like, she has like a, what do you call that kind of hat? Like a safari hat, maybe. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. It's like the soft hat with like the rim that goes all the way around. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what those are called, but like, it looks super cool. And like, she's got this nice like camo jungle camo uh, outfit and stuff. And then she's got like a little snake charm, which looks pretty cool. Actually. I think this is, my favorite skin for Kavera. also her face paint is like more military
0: yeah um, i think this is my favorite skin for Kavera. yeah Like this I, is actually a really good bundle
1: i like that does she have a legendary no. elite rather yeah. uh yeah okay i think this looks really good for her. i'm actually kind of interested in that one uh and then mavericks is just sort of a j- basic jungle camo thing but yeah
0: it looks pretty cool though
1: too i actually kind of like cool. it yeah So this is cool.
0: Also, I was thinking today, like... How does the the charm that comes with him is, like, a lobster with a four-leaf clover? How does that... uh, Novelty
1: lobster charm
0: and snapping twig weapon skin. How does that go in with, like, the jungle look? I don't know. (laughs) Because last time I was in a jungle, I remember there was this lobster on the ground. I mean, there probably
1: are lobsters in the rivers and the jungles, I would assume. I guess that could be true. Or, and like, yeah, I that may have
0: been a stupid comment.
1: I, mean, I, like, I don't know. I don't know where lobsters live, to be honest. I don't even know if they're fresh or salt
0: water. I think there's like the, the there's the crabs, lobsters, crawfish. That's like the third one. I think the crawfish are this freshwater. Well, there you go. But we don't know. <laughs> we, to don't be know. honest, I have no idea. <laughs> this, this is the
1: Siege podcast. Um, what are you I, talking I about? We're we talking like, about Halo half the time. That's true. It's a Salo, Siege, Low Siege, Low, Siege, Low podcast. Hege, Hege uh i was thinking for somebody's elite like for one of the like the swat or the navy seals or something they should do like a, either like a revolutionary war or a civil war outfit that would be so cool
0: oh heck yeah Well, doc kind of has well duck ha what does doc have his elite skin's kind of like that revolutionary war look medic look
1: well and he's not
0: american i know but hang on i gotta look at this doc I mean, he's elite british though
1: so. no he's french
0: Oh, he is French. That's right. I mean, oh, yeah, no, like, he's a World War One. World War One. Oh, okay,
1: that's totally different. I know. I like, it'd be sweet to have somebody that has like American Revolutionary War or American Civil War. Probably that would Union, be cool. not the, uh, not the rebels. What is the rebels called? What is the South called Confederates?
0: Oh, oh, Civil War. I was thinking Revolutionary War. Well, when both. You were saying that's that what that I was now. like, yeah. Uh, what do you mean the South? What do you mean the South is called? <laughs> <They> were... <laughs> I will
1: come and attack you with the North.
0: Um yeah, that would be very cool. That's a that's a good skin idea. I would also like to just see naked skin. Well oh, shut up. <laughs> You're so you dumb. know how distracting that would be? It would be distracting. Extremely helpful.
1: Big dong waving around. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh okay. So
0: Your melee attack is different. Oh though. gosh.
1: This <laughs> Reddit post uh is pretty interesting. So this guy Plasma Scythe on Reddit. Mm. Um, posted a glass rework idea called over penetration. You want to explain what this is about?
0: Yeah, so basically his idea is that as the glass, their problem with glass is that he's a pusher, right? And so their recommendation for this was to make it so when he goes through smoke, if he's moving, he can't see through it, so he can't push as well. His recommendation is instead make it so that there's the damage drop-off is reversed. So instead, you do less damage when you're close and you do more damage when you're further away. Mm-hmm. so it would stop him from being a pusher because he doesn't want to be close because he does way less damage right and he still has the pistol fall back on when he does get close so it's not like he's useless close up right but it does give that more of a glass feel where you want to be further away you want that further angle
1: totally uh and just to be clear i don't think he's saying instead of the rework that they're doing now i think he's just mm-hmm. I, like i don't think he's saying instead of or in addition to i think he's just saying here's an idea here's an idea yeah um but yeah, and then and then he explains like because people are going to say like oh that's so unrealistic, but then he explains like well there's actually this thing in, um, in firearms where like over overtren- over penetration is an issue where like if your bullet is too strong or moving too fast and it just goes straight through your target, it doesn't actually do very much damage. I mean relative, to right. <laughs> The <it's a> bullet, <laughs> but like it's actually better if it stops in your target, right? Yeah. And like and then it does a lot more damage. Yeah. Um. And so what he's saying is like yeah, so if you're this his Rifle is so powerful that if you're too close, it just rips right through and doesn't do very much. Whereas if you're far out, then it's going to really like slow down in the body and, and do some serious damage. Yeah.
0: Um, and I hate that speech of, Oh, it's so unrealistic. It's like, you know, we have invisible drones in this game, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> we have invisible minds on the floor. That's prick you. And then just do damage to you every couple of seconds. Yeah. You know that um, we have
1: somebody who talks to you before you die and then, her whole team magically knows where your whole team is and can in fall real time. like has X-ray vision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, come on. <laughs> We're not talking about realism here. Uh, again, sentient barbed wire, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like I, th- I think this is kind of a good idea. Um, it, it would definitely make glass like uh, make it a lot more beneficial to be standing outside far away and like trying to get long shots.
0: Yeah. But, and that's the goal with him. I mean, Glass is unique in the fact that he can destroy the plane windows, nobody else can do that, right?
1: Or shoot through, you mean? Yes,
0: yeah, I meant to say you can shoot through the plane windows, mm-hmm. no one else can do that. Um Which actually I think is really bad. Now that we've played plane without glass. Yeah, it's so much better. It's it's a much better map without glass. It is. And like it's oh stupid. Gosh. It's stupid
1: that he has that advantage and because it either like decimates your team mm-hmm. because people just aren't being careful enough, or it completely shuts down your ability to move around the map. Yeah. Or you're attacking and you have an idiot glass who spends the first Two and a half minutes out there doesn't hit anybody, and then comes in and gets wrecked because it's now one on four.
0: Yeah, right. Like that is stupid. This should change. It's but yeah, it's bad. It is. It's a good idea. It's a really good idea to have that being glass, where he needs to be further away. He does more damage. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't. Know, I don't know if I would like it if it actually happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I like. I like it. It's a good. Uh, good thought. Worth exploring. All right. Should we get into listener questions? Let's do it. Favorite part of the podcast. Okay. If you have questions for us, you can send them to two places. One of those is on Twitter at r6unrenowned. And the even more awesomest one is in our discord, uh, which we have the link to in the show notes and also on our Twitter account um and if you join that discord you will find awesome people to play with and you can ask us great questions also as long as we're on the topic if you like us and you want to follow us you can follow me at vg fiasco on twitch and youtube
0: and i'm just slow with three o's on those same platforms
1: okay so we don't actually have any twitter questions for this week but let's go ahead and get right into the discord you want to take us take the first one
0: okay right before we get into podcast questions on our play day um tanker 89 actually had a really good idea about the newcomer playlist he said it'd be really cool if the newcomer playlist would rotate the maps like every week or maybe every other week so for two weeks you're learning these three maps and you Mm -hmm. finally get a hold of them and then after that, it rotates and does another three maps, and you start learning those maps. So this way, instead of just having the three maps that you know really well and knowing nothing else, mm-hmm. you like get a good feel for all the maps because you keep playing them over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And they rotate through, so you can start learning new maps. I like, and, like that. What, what maps are currently in that playlist? So it was It was kind of a weird list. I think it was Chalet. I'll pull it up. Um, yeah, please do.
1: Okay. it's. Uh, Bank consulate and
0: chalet. Bank consulate and chalet. That's what it is. Which are good maps to know. And really good maps to play the game on. But it'd be cool if we would just rotate those.
1: Yeah, I think the idea here too is that bank consulate and chalet are like pretty straightforward mm-hmm. and simple to understand, and like they, they're sort of good for new players in that way. Um, so, like, I really like that the, those three choices. Yeah. But I also like what you're saying. I wouldn't want to do it like often because I think you want to have that consistency. Because just like just like if you're new. And you're playing like, that doesn't necessarily mean you're playing like 10 hours a week, right? right. You, you might just be like rotating in and out every now and then. So I think it'd be nice to extend that maybe a little longer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I also, I don't think I would rotate every single map in. I think it would be a smaller selection of maps still Um. to keep it to like the more straightforward types of maps.
0: Yeah, maybe just do a road SI maps.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I'm trying to think. So, well, Bank Consulate and Chalet, those are not all Road to SI. Chalet's not. Yeah, I guess And so. Bank-, Bank, is, is, Bank is. um Yeah. I would probably do Oregon, uh, which I know Oregon's kind of a little bit of a maze, but I, I think mm-hmm. it has, like, once you figure it out, it's, it's not too bad. And I think that gives you a little bit more of a feel for a different kind of map that Siege
0: has for sure it lets you and being playing it so often you can learn it right like when we learned that we were playing that once in 10 times right theoretically
1: right and we learned let's see i guess hereford i mean hereford's pretty straightforward but anyway uh i think coastline would be a good one to work in there mm-hmm. um what's a oh, border would be good clubhouse i don't think i'd do clubhouse clubhouse is pretty rough yeah i mean the, i guess the advantage is you're giving them a better venue to learn those maps right and so like if you're gonna have to learn a rough right. map it'd be nice to do it in the smaller playlist yeah. where you can focus on it um so i don't know i i still might not do it just because there's a lot of spawn peaking on clubhouse and uh, uh organ too yeah Oregon has a lot of spawn well,
0: peaking I mean, bank is bad at spawn peaking that's true so is chalet too i, like, I get a yeah, map honestly I, yeah they're all that
1: way <laughs> What I don't know. The For some reason again? Clubhouse Bank, doesn't seem good. Bank consulate, Bank consulate, consulate. Uh also I might do Outback. Outback is pretty good. But I don't know. Yeah, it'd be cool. I I, I would be careful with how often you do it because I think that kind of defeats the purpose. But I do like the idea.
0: It's a good idea. I just thought we need to mention it so the PP could come in and maybe yeah. make that
1: happen. Podcast power. Okay. So um <clears throat> getting back to one of our questions from last episode, so Ranger Havni I still don't know how to say your name. Uh That's a good guess, he, I think. Yeah, he had sent in a bunch of uh, operator ideas. So we actually just picked out our three favorites, and we'll, we'll talk about those, those three this week. So Seder. Um Seder is a female 3-1 attacker. Does that mean three-speed, I'm assuming?
0: Three-speed one-armor.
1: Okay, three-speed one-armor attacker, um, 13th SOC of Greece, carries a deployable health kit that lasts for 50 seconds and heals teammates in the radius for two ticks per second. She has a SAS DMR and a Molot SG for primaries and an UMP sidearm. Um, So yeah, I I like this idea of basically a health drone or like a regen field or, you know, whatever. Like we've seen this in a bunch of different kinds of games. Um, I don't know about like his specific timing, 50 seconds and two ticks or whatever, but I think it'd be cool to have somebody that has an area of effect heal. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it is a cool idea. I think it, like, it's hard to get to because she's she has to put it down. You have to go to it, right, where, like, Doc can shoot you across a room or something. Right. Um, but then she can potentially heal 100 of your health uh-huh. if you're there the whole time. And so, like, it can really help teammates. If it lasts for 50 seconds, someone can get there 25 seconds later and still get 50 health back. Yeah. And it can do multiple poop at the same time. Yeah. So, I think it's a really good idea. I think it'd be cool. So I don't think it's OP either.
1: Let's let's talk about like the mechanics of it to understand like how do we make this not OP? So like I kind of think it should be something that you have to like plant down. You know, like like an evil eye or whatever. Like yeah. you can't just like toss it across the room. What do you think?
0: No, yeah, I think that's true. I think it's something that you you can't just it's not like a black guy that you can throw to someone. Right. You have to actually put it down. They have to come to it.
1: Yeah, so I think you you put it down sort of like a Jachanka turret is like a better example. <laughs> like it it mm-hmm. takes a good amount of time to put it down. And then I think like she has to activate it after that. So maybe she could place it ahead of time okay, in the prep yeah. phase or something. And I'm like, here's where it is. And then maybe it has like a little weak point that, that Twitch could shoot. Maybe it has like two or three little circuit boards and she has to hit two or all, all two or three of them or whatever to like destroy it or yeah. something. Um, but like, yeah, have it like she, she puts it down and then she hits a button to activate it. It lasts for however long. And then maybe she gets two uses or something. Yeah. Um, So if that's the case, you wouldn't want to have it last for too long, but uh, I think that'd be cool. Um, And then if she could pick it up and move it to somewhere else or whatever.
0: Yeah, you could have your own. We have our, what we call the security room where we put Echo and Maestro. No, what do we call it? Uh, Oh, um, conference. No, there's the C. I have no idea what you're talking about. about. (laughs) Wherever we have Maestro and Echo, wherever we go. Oh, control room. The control room. We have the control room. So you'd have the healing room. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Guys, the vault's the healing room.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like building a fort when you are a kid. It's like, oh, maybe we just we did this, but we definitely did this. Or it's like, oh, this is the reading room, and like you'd crawl in, <laughs> and like that room was only for reading. And we would have a bunch of books, and like, oh, this is like the video game room, and <laughs> we just thought it was so cool to have like rooms dedicated to activities. <laughs> <It's so> stupid, <laughs>
0: but it works. It's smart. Yeah. No, that yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a that's a thing in houses too. Like this is the family room. This is yeah sure this is your bedroom. You're only allowed to go to a new bedroom if you're gonna go to bed. I do family room's only for family <laughs> activity. Yes. I do love the control room idea though. It's it's always fun to be like, Okay, I go to maestro, get in the control room. Right. The living room's only for living, not for the dead. All right, tell us about uh Ranger havni's idea for Seder. Well, we just talked about her, so I'll go ahead and talk about Chip instead. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a male 2-speed 2-armor attacker of the Indian Gatak Force. He has a drone that drops three mines where he wants them on the map. It's not used during the drone phase. He has a normal drone, too. He has a Beretta SMG-like alibi and the FNF-2000 AR for primaries and P9 machine pistol for force hardarm. Um, So, basically, he has a special drone that he throws, and he can put mines down on the yeah. map somewhere. Yeah, Which basically like a legion but more powerful i assume we don't know if it's going to kill them or not which i assume yeah, just kind of does damage i
1: would think not lethal it, it seems a little powerful mm-hmm. but I, I like the idea of like sending in a an automated thing to go in and like drop little traps for the defenders Yeah,
0: i like that idea of controlling that's why i think of why i love echo so much because he has like a little thing that you control like move around and mm-hmm. stuff I, I still really want some sort of drone that you can drive to like a reinforced wall. You can like jump it onto the wall and have it attach itself and explode. Yeah. It would be so cool. Oh yeah. So cool.
1: I mean like you think about special forces and like, and like SWAT and stuff now. And like they have like little drones that go and disarm bombs Mm -hmm. and like they, they use drones for a lot of things I feel Mm -hmm. like. And like for siege sort of being this like, futuristic tactical or, like, sort of sci-fi tactical thing. Like, it seems like we're not using drones as effectively as we could in this in this space. Yeah. So I think it'd be cool to have something like that. I, I definitely would not make them lethal. I think that'd be way OP. Mm-hmm. But it'd be cool to, like, have something... Even if it's just, like, some sort of, like, camera or, like, triple arm or something. Like, it'd be cool to have somebody who drives in a drone and puts some sort of, like, plants a gadget from a drone. That'd be sweet. Okay. Uh, last one we're going to talk about here is... Albi. So he is a male 1-3 attacker from Delta Force. That's a one-speed three armor. Um, he I assume he has a three-round rocket launcher that destroys large radii of soft breach and destroys reinforcements in two hits. He has an MP ten, an AR-15 primaries, and a UMP SMG sidearm. So sort of like an ash. More or less, but it does more damage, like, a, like wider damage, it sounds like, to soft walls, and then he can break hard walls in two hits. Mm-hmm. What are your
0: thoughts? I think it's a good, like, opportunity to have another... Um, hard breacher. Hard breacher. The problem with this one is he's, I think he's going to be hard to counter, right? If he can just, like, hit it with something, like, does it. Does a Mute Jammer stop it from actually exploding, or does so. a it destroy it before it can actually explode?
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I wouldn't think it would either.
1: No, I like, it's just on impact, right? So it would just blow yeah. up.
0: so I would think it'd be hard to... Jaeger Let's stop it, but if, if you you're...
1: have an ADS outside the thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's hard, though, if you're hitting the garage. Like... Right,
1: sure. Uh, but yeah, but if it takes two, and yeah. maybe, maybe he only has two instead of three.
0: Yeah, well, but like still, if, he I three, like,
1: if he has three, if he has three, you can only do one. Still,
0: yeah, but I still feel like it's like now I'm a hard breach that can't be countered. Sure, like I shoot it twice but at I your mean, mirror window. Too bad.
1: Is that a problem?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I, I think the gut reaction is yes, but like let's let's think about it. Like,
0: because what would you do? Like you lose garage on chalet every time if he's picked. And that can be a problem. Like that's yeah. part of the strategy of Shelley is like, let's hold the garage or consulate too. I guess a lot of times like people just kind of let it happen because it's going to happen anyway. Right. But if you can hold it, it's a huge advantage to you. And if you can pick someone that you know for sure is going to break it no matter what, like why not pick them?
1: Maybe there's an operator that has super hard reinforcements.
0: Ooh. Reinforcements. Or maybe you reinforced. can like, maybe instead of your two reinforcements, you put down one super reinforcement. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> now
1: we're talking. I don't know. Interesting. I like it. I like the idea of somebody who who can breach. Well, I guess we already have Ash who does this and Sophia breach soft walls from a distance. But actually, I really just want um, shrapnel. Our yeah. idea for a guy who just Shout like shoots shrapnel through soft walls. That'd be so
0: sweet. <laughs> uh, moving on to Tanker. It's 89 question. He asks With them already doing skins and charms now for operator birthdays, what do we think will be next, if anything, speaking more like a gadget skin or something like that? Um, I think that would be way cool to have, like, a birthday um, event or whatever for the operator. The challenge is you get, like, a different-looking breaching round charge thing. What is it called? Ash's breaching round thing. Breaching round. Is that what the gadget's called?
1: Yeah. Oh, no? yeah. Something like that.
0: Anyway, it'd be cool if it launcher or whatever. Anyway, it'd be cool to have, like, a distinct gadget because you did this challenge. That's the only way you can get it is just doing the challenge. That'd be cool. Yeah, I
1: think we said a bunch of times that we would love the idea of like unlocking actual stuff based on doing something in the game that's like unique. So yeah, that'd be cool. Um, it, it'd be good too if these were like tied to events, because like you know we've talked many times about the problem of like well okay if you have some people trying to get sledge kills, sledgehammer kills. Then, like, they're throwing games to try to get sledgehammer kills, but it's like, make it part of an event. You know, there's a two week event where, like, if you can get two sledgehammer kills or three sledgehammer kills, then you unlock this special thing or whatever. And then it's like, you know, then it's not ruining anybody's time. Agreed. Johnny Bravo asked, do you guys feel like people are afraid to play Castle Tachanka and Clash because of Toxic Backlash? I unlocked Clash as my first and didn't play her until around level 60 because of this. Also, maybe I was just playing her wrong, but it's hard to play her without someone following you. So, no, you're right. It's it's hard to play Clash without teamwork. That's 100%. Um, as far as people, like, not playing them, I think,
0: honestly, I think people don't play them
1: because they're hard to be effective with
0: yeah i think castle and tachanka maybe not so much for the toxic backlash clash and lion do kind of fall into this category where you play them and people like get mad at you for playing them because like oh wow you're playing clash like right? oh wow of course lion and then they play lion the next round mm-hmm. or they play clash that is kind of a thing people do kind of like i'm not gonna play clash i just don't want to be that guy yeah. Um I almost think he's talking more about teammates though. Like But yeah, teammates, I don't know. I'm not I'm not ever afraid to play Clash because of my teammates being toxic to me.
1: Um, I do think that like the designers' notes, I think they sort of reinforce people's feelings about somebody like Castle or Chunker or Clash and then they're like, Oh well I'm definitely not playing Clash because look where she is on the win rate thing. Yeah. And it's like, well yeah, but if your win rate with Clash is like one point two, why do you care that other people can't win with Clash? Yeah. You know, like it doesn't make any sense. But I, I think that's a thing where it's like people are like, oh, Clash is bad. Clash is bottom tier. I'm not going to play Clash. And it's like, well, okay. I mean, come on. It's not necessarily the case for everybody.
0: Banana Splat asks, what is your favorite campaign level from Halo CE and why is it library? <laughs> it is not library.
1: No, although I don't think library is as bad as people... Give it crap. Let's talk about library for a second. So if you're not familiar with Halo CE, library is the level that everybody points to as like, this is why Halo CE's campaign design is bad. And like, I just oh, got- people st- think that? A lot of people do think that. Oh, okay. Um, they're they're cherry picking their evidence. Uh, I agree with them on some points, but they're cherry picking. And then, uh, yeah, they're like, I just got stuck on the library. never made it past that. It's too hard and all this stuff. Okay, library is very hard. What mm-hmm. library is, it's, it's uh, a super flood infested- installation and it's it's designed to be a maze like you are mm-hmm. supposed to get lost in the library that's sort of the point um and so like you you sort of just like it's like a big like donut shaped facility and you sort of like you you work your way all the way around the circle and then you get to the elevator point and you go up to the next level and you work your way all around the circle and you do that four times basically um and so it's you, it's easy to get lost but if you're paying attention Number one, it's easy to see, like, if you get turned around, it's easy to see, like, oh, there's a bunch of bodies back here. Obviously, I've been here and killed a bunch of things. And number two, there are arrows lit up, like, Mm -hmm. flashing on the floor. If you're paying enough attention, they're pointing you exactly the direction to go. Also, 343 Guilty Spark is guiding you through most of the facility. Uh, So it shouldn't be that hard.
0: Um, it is also the flood at that point. It's like your second time facing the level before that is the first time you hear the flood first right. time you see them. Right. So you don't really know how to kill them. So if it's your first time playing Halo and you get to the library, you're trying to shoot them with like an assault rifle or something. You you're going to have a bad eventually time. learn it's shotgun and pistol only against the flood.
1: Yeah. And that's the first time you get, I think a shotgun against the flood. Cause mm-hmm. I don't think the level before that has shotguns. Yeah. And so, once you figure out that secret, like, Oh yeah. Frags and shotguns and just keep my distance yeah. and watch out for the rocket launchers. And like, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, like it's, it is hard and like, it's meant to be mm-hmm. hard and it's confusing and all that. But like, I think it gets way too much crap. Like there are much worse levels in halo campaigns than the library. Cortana. I'm looking at you. Oh uh, Yeah. Yeah. Bad. My favorite, my favorite campaign level from halo CE. it's such a hard question. Cause there's so many good ones. <sighs> I want to say silent cartographer, but then I also don't because it's just so like,
0: I like that one. I think assault on the control room is probably my I favorite.
1: That's probably my favorite too. I really like truth and reconciliation. So that's the one where like a mm-hmm. night where you start with a sniper rifle. It's it sort of like winds down. Once you get inside the ship, it's not as good as the, like the first half is. Um, and then silent cartographer, that's the one with the beach landing. Like that's the best opening of any, campaign mission in any game ever like i I will fight that fight to the death like silent cartographer is so good such a good opening actually there's an article yeah. on kotaku about how that's the best campaign level in all fps and it's like a really like well thought out article like you should search that um but i think Assault on the control room because it has so much variety it, like you get to play with all the different kinds of vehicles and mm-hmm. like there's huge fights you get like you get you basically get your choice of any kind of weapon you want. There's interior, yeah. there's big exterior, like, there's flying, there's everything. There's snow. And there's snow. Yeah, it's a snow <laughs> level. So it, it's really... It's it's the best the game has to offer all in one mission. Yeah. Really fun.
0: I think that's probably my favorite level. It's the one I go to when I just... I'm going to play a Halo campaign. I start on Assault and Control Room just because... So it's so fun. Uh, also, the second level called Halo. Halo.
1: That's so fun. It's like... Yeah, that was good. Especially like it if like trying to take myself back to like the first time I played it or whatever, just remembering like encountering certain enemies for the first time and like like the first time you get in a Warthog, it's like it's so amazing. Yeah. Um sniper rifle, it's the first time you see that gun and like oh man, that like it it's just it's so open and like it's and just like the, so the cool. idea
0: of like you're saving Marines, like right. Your goal is to go save these guys.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's super cool. fun and just great scenery and everything. So um, don't get us started on Halo, man. Like you guys are <laughs> you playing with
0: fire here? So hold fast asks if we think Tachanka needs a buff. We've talked about this before. He does definitely. We don't know how to do it. The number two question, how long have you played rainbow? Not sure if you've answered this in previous podcasts or not. Please tell us. So I'm sure we have a lot of new listeners since we've started. We've mentioned this a couple of times, but we've been playing since beta of rainbow six siege, which was October of
1: 2015. Yeah. I put in that perspective three and a half years.
0: Yeah. I took a two year hiatus from siege while I was gone. So I don't have as much time into it as I would like, but,
1: but yeah, three and and a half years. It's, and it's been super fun. And like, one thing I'll say about like starting that early with Siege, like the beta was rough as far as like connection and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we recognized how amazing the game was like from the start. And like we spent so much time waiting in lobbies and like restarting the game and trying to like, trying just to get it to work at like literally like an hour between games sometimes just like everybody restarting, everybody resetting their network and like doing all this stuff. And like we finally get a game and it was so much fun. It was totally worth the wait and everything. And then like, and then it came out and like most of that stuff was fixed. Like mm-hmm. largely like the matchmaking was great. And then like people just have this perception for some reason that like it had a really rough launch and I really don't think it did. So I just that's something I always want to combat. Every time I see people say that, I'm like, no, it was fine. Like
0: Yeah, it was not nearly as bad as people are trying to make it out to be. Right. Like I mean it wasn't I was p- able to
1: find find games
0: and I was able to connect to my friends.
1: Without a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Get off my van wants to know what if vigil was a walking mute jammer? <laughs> Uh, we, we actually had this idea for an operator, mm-hmm. um, on that same podcast I mentioned before. Uh,
0: I, I like that idea. I don't think I would mess vigil up to be that. No, I think it'd be cool to have him though. Cause like, think like, um, I just always go to chalet garage. So I feel like it's easiest. Like you have, your walking me, Jeremy, he's standing on chalet garage and someone's like, Oh, I need help over here. And he's like, I can't move. i must stand here i can't leave (laughs) or like you're something else is happening and or someone starts getting doka bead and you're like oh let me i'm coming hold on here i come (laughs) let me cleanse you um it'd be fun it'd be fun to have a walking mute jammer i i like i don't know how it would work in action when you really think about it but it'd be kind of cool
1: yeah um yeah again like we had this idea and i think it was a really good one um i think vigil is probably like if you try to add that to what Vigil can do that'd be super op i think mm-hmm. um
0: but i don't know <laughs>
1: yeah let's do it let's let's get this guy in there
0: um a 7 x 4 live 521 barely got this question in actually while we were recording um he good, good timing he just made it yeah no problem no, no problem no kidding. Good job. Uh, one day, he was Googling different gadgets that are used by militaries and CTUs. He found something called the Prism 200C Backpack. You latch it to a wall, and it does a 3D scan of the room behind and it detects movement. The scans would show on a gridded screen on the backpack itself, and those scans would show as dots from a top-down perspective of the room. Mm. I think that's actually really cool, because if you get to, like, say you can't put it on a reinforced wall.
1: Yeah, soft walls only
0: yeah I just said say you can put it on a reinforce oh, wall like I thought you were saying can't no can um basically you can put it on any wall first of all, you you have to stand out there and put it down and then have it like load up the scan you have to like sit there and look at it like see where they are. but it would be cool to have that there and be like okay, I know it's not really I don't feel like it's overpowered because it's not like a wall like it is a wall hacking away, but it's not like you see the dot and know exactly where they are and right. like, can shoot them right shoot their head. But I think it'd actually be a good way to gather intel and kind and it of a... only
1: It only detects movement. So, like, if they're standing still, it yeah, wouldn't it be a problem. Yeah, looks like it
0: just detects movement.
1: Yeah, so I, I kind of like that idea. I, I would think that you shouldn't be able to put it on a hard wall. Okay, just Well, like, I guess it doesn't matter, because if it's on a hard wall, then you can't really shoot through it. So, like, what's, yeah. what's the harm? Yeah. That just sort of gives you, like, an idea before would, you breach.
0: Yeah, it would help if, like, you had, like, a buck or someone above and you're like okay he's in this corner of yeah, the room
1: northwest corner whatever yeah um yeah i I kind of like this idea
0: i think it's a good idea it's interesting he this is something actually used that's cool they have something that does a 3d scan of a room from behind a wall and it detects movement yeah <laughs> what the freak <laughs> it's i didn't amazing. know they had that it's amazing
1: um also this reminded me of one like random complaint i have In a couple of maps, uh, like Coastline and I think Consulate, there's like security offices that have like TV screens showing security cameras, but they're not actually live feeds. They're just like screenshots of the room. Like, why can't we have actual security camera feeds in these security rooms? Like, we that's part of the game.
0: Yeah, people uh, like complain, like, oh, it'll be too hard on like the game to do that. It's like, well, no, they have that in like 007. There's a room yeah. where you can go inside and you see a security camera and it's a real live feed of what's actually happening. Yeah. It's like, no, that's that's a thing that was made in games forever ago.
1: Yeah, I think I think it'd be fine. And uh, I think it'd be cool, like, especially, like, because there's some of them that show a different angle that doesn't actually exist on the real security cams. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of cool. It's like, yeah, you can actually only see this camera from, from the this this spot. <laughs> I guess the one thing is that, like, there's no actual camera there, so the defenders wouldn't, or the attackers wouldn't be able to, like, shoot it out.
0: Yeah. Um what's funny is on clubhouse they also have that room the security room or whatever and it shows the bar but it shows the they may have fixed this now but when they updated clubhouse it shows the old bar of oh. how it used to look so yeah. it's completely inconsistent now it's like
1: they should totally keep that just as like as an easter egg
0: just like a funny yeah it might like, still be there
1: hey remember when it used to be this
0: um but anyway it's funny
1: yeah like i, I don't know i think it'd be cool if you could actually like
0: Actually, like, that. have someone in there, like, yeah, it'd be sweet. if Somebody could see the all the cameras room.
1: at once. <laughs> yeah, like, it'd be cool.
0: It'd be cool. It'd be um, fun. anyway, they're like getting super close to their screen and like zooming in on the ACOG on the camera because they're like, "Who is that?" Oh, I think it's Ash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you can
1: get it right into your feed every week. Also, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on the old Apple Podcasts, that really helps us out. And uh share it with your buddies, you know, tweet it out and do the things and invite people to Discord and help us out, guys. Do the things. Do the word of mouth. That's what we're living by. Thanks word so much for listening, guys. We will hit you with a new episode and next Wednesday as always. Is that what it is? Word of mouth? What's is that the right phrase? Yeah. Word of Spreading mouth. Spreading by word of mouth. Yeah, okay. Well,
0: just goodbye. <laughs> Are you sure?